Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Doze Knows. This episode's being brought to you in part by our friends at Kona Boys. Green Organic Energy Drink, Hurley Oakley GoPro, Maverick Sport Vision, Deuce Jam Original Nutritionals, Mocha Lele Airlines, and Ultimate Predator Gear. And if you're ever in Kona, don't forget to stop by Kona Coffee & Tea. It's where I get my morning crack on every single morning. Um, they have the best coffee in the world. Everybody knows about Kona Coffee. It's just so delicious. It's grown up on the slopes of Hualalai Mountain, and it's brought down roasted fresh every single day for you and I to enjoy. Whether you're here in Kona or you want to buy some, if you're on the mainland, go to KonaCoffeeAndTea.com. Check them out. You can find them on all social media. And, you know, we're also excited because this year it's the 2017 Kona Coffee Cultural Festival. It's actually already started. It's November 3rd through the 12th. And uh, this Wednesday coming up, we have the free Kona Coffee tasting at Kona Coffee and Tea. And it's from 8.30 to 11. So go check it out. See all the different uh, local uh, growers get to bring in their different flavors of Kona coffee. It's pretty good, man. It's, there's food. There's uh, all kinds of good stuff. Good people. Go check them out. Kona Coffee Cultural Festival. That's November 3rd through the 12th. Sponsored by Kona Coffee and Tea. Uh, don't forget, you guys can find me on all social media. On Instagram, Dozer Dave and Doze Knows Podcast. On Facebook at Dozer Dave Barnett and Doze Knows. On Twitter, uh, Dozer Dave Knows. And don't forget my website, dozenose.com, where you can see a more in-depth look at our guests and links to our sponsors with all kinds of crazy deals and uh, promo codes and good stuff. And uh, this week, um, I have one of my good friends on the show. His name's Bonga Perkins. Yep, yep, Bonga Perkins, two-time world champion longboard surfer. Uh, this guy has got a resume from hell. Uh, he's born and raised on Oahu. He's been runner-up, you know, three, six times or something like that. He's there's nobody better than Bonga Perkins on a longboard, bar none, in small waves, in heavy waves. This guy is a waterman. That's uh, crazy. He'll he'll be there to save you, uh, teach you. He's got a great job, great family going on, and uh, we were able to sit down and just and just bullshit. He gave me some uh, some tips on being able to ride the nose, and it was it was a pretty good deal, man. Um, I'm super stoked to have you on the show, Bonga. So uh, let's get this thing going. Welcome to the show, dude. Right on. Glad to be here. I've been so excited to have you on the show. I've been trying to get you on for a long time, and I'm glad things just kind of... It's been a couple of years, huh? It's been a while, <laughs> man. Kind of hit and miss, but we're both busy, so that that's life. Well, first of all, you know, we're friends and everything, but, you know, I got to tell you, I've always been a humongous fan of yours, and your surfing is just bar none amazing. 
whether you're on a long board or a short board or a fish or a stand-up paddle board, you know, I just, I watch you while you surf and I'm always just in awe. You're just such a great surfer. You know, um, she's, I'm flattered and thanks. Um, that's just the fun of it. Um, you know, if I'm not on one board, I'm on another. If I'm not on a board, I'm with my spear gun. I mean, I just got to keep it moving in the ocean. Uh, it's pretty therapeutic for me mentally, physically. So, um, you know, just, just keeping the fun going that that's what I'm about. Um, now when the waves get to that next level, then, you know, then you start seeing uh, boards start to change and right. me getting back to what I normally do. But other than that, um, keeping it vibrant, keeping it fun, keeping it uh, just multidimensional. Right. Well, the, you know, there's some really cool videos online of, <clears throat> of you surfing with your longboard at Pipeline. Heavy pipe, you know, taking off on Second Reef and pulling into some of these bombs, you know. How tough is that, riding a longboard? out at such a heavy pitching wave like that um, you know it's it's uh i think the crowd is tough uh-huh the wave i mean you know if you, you physically mentally ready for that and and if i wasn't i wouldn't put myself out there but um you know it's a tough uh it's a tough crowd out there i mean we see it uh, even for the professionals that come and visit the uh, pipeline um the touring professionals mm-hmm. they have a hard time oh yeah so luckily, you know, I grew up in that area. I can catch waves. I know all the people. But, um, you know, like, again, you know, they kind of write me off because my board is probably three feet longer than them. Right. You know, or, or yeah, about three feet. So, you know, trying to get to, uh, to, to please the crowd, I can't do that. But if they know I'm going and they know I'm not pulling back, then they give me that. And so you got to earn respect as well. Right. Um, is that kind of why you sit more like at second reef because they can see you coming from a long ways away i know mine does that a lot too so i've seen both of you guys out there together you know what there's a couple of us out there um a mine would be one of them tamayo perry mm-hmm. um you know even mike stewart um we're out there for me i'm out there because my board's big and, and and when i'm on first reef and just falling out of the sky that that nine foot board um don't necessarily match the curve of the wave. So I can get on a bigger wave, slopey. I can come flying into the first reef where everybody's falling out of the sky and I'm set up already. So that's, that's my take. Um, and there's those other days when it's six feet, eight feet. I mean, for every good wave I catch backdoor pipe, I'm kind of taking a couple on the head. So I'm sure it all evens out right? for sure. It all evens out. Is it easier to, you know, try and backdoor the thing than, uh, you know, behind the lip? on a long board than it is trying to just take off on the wedge? For me, it is. Uh, my board's so long, I get so much speed without pumping and turning. So obviously I can paddle faster than um, some of my counterparts. So, and positioning. Um, it all depends. Every wave is different, but I feel like I can get the jump on the game uh, by being a little deeper because I can paddle faster. So once I get up and start smoking down the line on a nine-foot board, I'm kind of I'd say always ahead, so I got to keep that in mind to put myself a little further back than everybody. So that that's right. the theory, not to jock anybody out or not to, um, you know, catch all the waves because I can if I really wanted right, to, but that's right. not my MO. But, now, there's um, so many people in the water. Have you had any, like, collisions and, you know, just with the board being big and just 100-plus people out there on a tiny little peak? I've hit people. People hit me. Um 
I know it's not a a, a, di- a direct threat to me. Maybe right. a little dangerous at times, but um, you know, or or me not not uh, going after people by just running them over, not being blatant. It, it, you know, it, there's a lot of water moving out there. There's Some things are yeah. out of control, yeah. and um, I guess that's why I like it. That that couple seconds when you're not in control, right? Um, and I think a lot of surfers can agree with me because. Um, I guess at the end of the day, I mean, we're never in control. Right. Uh, we can kind of, um, uh, you know, put our take on it, but really at the end of the day, Mother Nature is going to no, twist she, and she bend out and, there and pound you're just trying to face yeah. in. I mean, I don't know, but <laughs> right. that's, being, that's talking lightly. So, um, you know, but yeah, for that, that bit of out of controlness, I know that's what we all live for. And sometimes in that out of control, somebody's in your way or you're in somebody's way. And, right. and um, that sucks. But, um, you know, if everybody can come up safe and see eye to eye, like, hey, sorry. And, you know, yeah. the game goes on. Now, what's what's the worst wipeout you've had out there? Oh, you know, I got held down a couple of good ones. But mentally, I know I'm ready. But uh, I think just... Hitting the bottom. Yeah. I mean, I got staples and stitches from backside of my head almost to my eye, and and that was that wasn't fun. Put me out of the water for a little while, but right. um, it didn't scare me as w- as well. Um, comes with the territory, and I speak for probably everybody trying to push the limit in any sport. I mean, if uh, if uh, injury is going to set you back, it could be career ending, but um, hopefully not. And I knock on wood that. Um, it never happens to anybody in that kind of sport, but that's the stuff that's in back of your mind. And right. yeah, you know, a couple stitches here, um, you know, a little, couple knee surgeries, but um, I'm here. I'm still breathing, yeah. living, and talking stories, it. and and um, trying to trying to catch more waves. I got this little lizard that just decided, hey, I want to be your little buddy, and now he's running up my arm. Um, yeah, get rid of that little guy, but. Um, so, uh, you know, speaking of career, you've had one of the most amazing careers, dude. You're two time world champ. Um, you've been runner up three times. Uh, you've always been right there in the top three. You've been six times, um, in third place for the world championships. Dude, what an amazing freaking career you've had. I, I, I'm just amazed. Um, you born and raised on Oahu. Um, what made you decide to get into longboarding over, you know, a lot of what everybody else was doing? I don't know. I guess I, I saw the, the challenges both in and out of water. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, obviously stereotype. But then again, you know, I did that because um, I grew up in Waikiki. Right. Sandy Beach to Ala Moana. If my bike or the, my bus pass could get me there, uh-huh. then, then so be it. But, um, you know, my dad surfed. And that's kind of my influence. It's always been my influence. Obviously, my peers being a huge part of it, um, both friends and and competitors, um, drawing me in the direction that I, I, I ended up. But at the end of the day, you know, I had fun surfing my dad, and that was his take. And so I kind of just, I guess, rode on his coattails and made my, my own little mm-hmm. path uh, with my longboard. And I had enough support. No money, but support. That was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the story goes, um, you might be broke, but you don't know it's a bad thing because that's all you know. Right. 
Um, and so with boards that was given to me, which was always bigger than me, uh, too big for me to surf. I didn't have my dad or, or, or somebody giving me boards that was made for me. It was always right. hand-me-downs. But um, I guess I knew I could use, I always use bigger boards, so the nine-foot bo- nine boards never really phased me. Right. But now putting them into bigger waves and, and kind of turning them a little faster than maybe my predecessors, uh-huh. I'd say. Um, and I think that was, that's one of the things that separated you from everybody else is how you could maneuver that board just like it was a short board. You're doing the same cutbacks off the lips, just turning that thing completely vertical. I've seen you in the water where that longboard is standing straight up on an off the lip where, you know, majority majority of the regular longboarders, they're taking big, wider turns. Um, yeah, you're really pushing the limits on those things. Um, at times, I'd like to think I did, but, um, you know, uh, with that argument as well comes where I grew up. Mm-hmm. All we had was logs, so I do understand the, the, the soulful classic style to it. Um, and I do have boards to do that type of surfing and I love both sides of it, mm-hmm. but I also love to throw it around and, and, um, you know, yeah, do pretty sharp turns on, on a board that people don't see that happening a lot. Um, but for me, my biggest thing is just trying to push my boards in, in bigger waves. Um, you know, when I'm sitting out at sunset or pipe or even a few times out at Waimea and other, um, even Mavericks one day, I went out with Peter but um, everybody's looking to me like my board was long right. or a long board just because my nose was wrong, but they all had 10 sixes, sure. 11 O's. I was on a 9 0. I'd know who's on the long board now, but um, right. I don't think my nose should um, dictate. Uh, dictate what how I'm going to surf because right. I'm paddling for that same set as these guys. So, um, I'm not trying to make a point. That was just me. Mm-hmm. You know, that was just me. I, I didn't care um, at the end of the day, um, you know, because when push comes to shoves, their boards are just bigger, are just as big as mine. Right. Except my nose is a little different. So I think a lot of guys appreciated that and was kind of blown away. But um, that's cool. You know, I'm not out there to to uh, judge. I'm out there to surf like everybody else and, and catch uh that one wave that would make my day, make my life, I don't know. You never know. What was the biggest session you were ever at? Oh, man. Uh, biggest session. Oh, I think I paddled out to um, outside Haleiwa. Uh, another friend, myself, and we had a jet ski. And it was about, you know, Waimea. All the boys are at Waimea. But, you right. know, as that as you know, that, that place is gets crowded. Everybody wants to catch a wave, and I don't blame them. Uh, with the amount of people out there, it was just uh, dangerous uh, times, you know, 100 surfers, waves, trying to get out of the way and stuff, but um, boards flying. Sure. I just went out to Holly, even it was probably the same size, big left, and um, that was probably the best big wave sesh because just me and a few of my buddies yeah. and, a jet, and a jet ski, so you could push yourself, um, you know, I'm not making no claims, just having fun but um yeah and who's to say that tomorrow might not be the most heaviest session that i've ever had so right um, right you know in in a three-foot wave right some (laughs) of my heaviest sessions may not even be in surf who knows right could be diving could be um 
hiking could be something. Yeah. You know, you hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some pretty heavy which situations. Which I want to get you hunting with me, dude. <laughs> which, which you've seen some pretty heavy uh, situations. Um, so, you know, I'm, that's just a little story, but there's yeah. a lot of heavy stuff going around. Oh, guaranteed for sure. Now, growing up in Waikiki, um, did you work as a beach boy? Um, you know, get to the point where, hey, you know, I'm here every single day. I want to start making some money doing this. You know, or, or um, you I guess right um, Beach Boy, yeah. I worked for this uh, famous uh, wrestler. Uh-huh. Uh, his name is Curtis the Bull, E.L.K.A. And um, all the wrestling fans, I mean fans and, and his wrestling, you know, Hulk Hogan came down there. No way. Killer Bees, I mean, just to name a few, would always come and visit him. But he would have a bodyguard stand right there at Waikiki Wall. And I was 12 years old running that thing oh, from wow. 8 to about 8 a.m. to about. 12 or 1 depends uh, how busy it was and you know don't sound like a, a lot in today's standards but I was 12 years old bringing home 45 bucks a day that was huge Yeah. Um, I helped my dad pay for rent I bought my own clothes so call it a beach boy probably yeah. in, a, in a different way yeah. and, I, and I knew all the other beach boys which in Hawaii we call you know uncles are uncles right. even though they're not blood related that's just term of respect and, um, you know, I knew all those guys and they would give me boards to use cause all I had was body boards at the time. But, um, if I'm not mistaken, um, a lot of professional surfers start off at, on body boards. Absolutely. Uh, Shano. Like Shano, Slater. I, yeah. mean, I can go down the list. And this, that's just a, a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, and it's not a bad thing to be deemed bodyboarder cause no, I got all. a lot of good friends. I mean, we all know Mike Stewart and yeah. I'm, I'm good friends with him and, and traded a board for a couple of his boards. Right. So, you know, it, it's one big circle at the end of the day. We're all catching waves. But well, um, living here in Kona, you know, some of our reefs are so gnarly. You can't get a surfboard in there. You know, you've got right. some of these body boarders that are, that are in there just charging right on ledges. Right. And you're, and you're just like, holy crap, how are they doing that? So, yeah, with that said, so, you know, bodyboarding, whatever. But that was my take in, when I was young. So, right. um, you know, like I, I, I said before, we didn't have money. So bodyboard was that thing that lasted long. Right. I didn't have to worry about a broken board or fixing boards because I can lose my boards into rocks and not worry about my board breaking because it's a bodyboard. Right. So with that said, moved up to Queens on my surfboard and kind of moved down the beach um, um, with the big boys out at Queens and, uh-huh. and walking to Kaisers and Bowls and, um, like I said, Diamond Head. So, yeah, you can call me that uh, uh, Waikiki Beach Boy yeah. for sure at heart. But when it came... Hey, there's there's been some great beach boys. There's a lot of surfers. You know, Rabbit surfers that came out of uh, Waikiki. Um you know, Buttons, mm-hmm. uh, Larry Bertelman, yep. um, just to name a few. Um, do you remember when the HLF was around? I do. The Hawaii Longboard Federation? Yes, I do. I actually surfed in it for uh, a couple of seasons, and you were in the pro division, so I never got to surf against you <laughs> in that. But uh, I was in the kook division, and uh, I had a couple of the boys um, – that own Hulakai here, June, Belonga, right. and all those yeah. guys. They're like, Dozer, come on, let's go do this, you know? And it was so much fun, and 
I, re- I remember I was able to surf one heat with buttons at mm-hmm. bowls, and it was so good, dude. Oh. I was just so excited. Had so much fun. You know, a lot of talent, man. A lot of talent. I mean, longboard or not. Uh, These guys like you and Dwayne DeSoto and mm-hmm. just all the boys out there just ripping. And with that said, Waikiki, all these guys surfing in town, um, you know, if you think of Honolulu, it's a pretty big city. Yeah. It extends pretty much to almost a sandy beach, uh-huh. clear on down to like, you know, almost Pearl Harbor. Right. Uh, and so, what is it? I'd say about, uh, well, I'd say seven, eight, uh, about 12 miles or so, give or take. There's, there's a lot of little reef breaks. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you can get barreled, you can nose ride, you can bodyboard, you, man. And so I'm just lucky to, to have that as my backyard, riding my bike, my skateboard, yeah. jumping on the bus. Um, and, and I think as we spoke earlier, just being multidimensional. Mm-hmm. And and having respect for those other difficulties or disciplines, um, but I want to be part of it and not just respect that. I want it to be not the respect part, but be be good at all of them. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, and that's one of the Waikiki things that makes allowed you me such that, a great or town allowed man. me that. So that's what that's one of the things that makes you such a great waterman. You know, because you're you're in and out of the water. And um, you're trying to be the best at, at, you, at every one of those things that you can, whether you're in a canoe paddling or, or you're diving or you're surfing or you're bodyboarding. Um, and there's, there's so much respect for you for that, you know? You know, respect is only as much as you give. Um, but, man, um, I kind of hit a, a wall growing up in town, mm-hmm. and I wanted more. And so, obviously, the world tour... You know, I started off shortboarding and, and being a couple finals with Shano, right. Ross. Um, I think I surfed against Kelly in Makaha, the the junior event a while ago. But I'm not using their names as, as claim. But I was into that. Um, I just took a different path. And um, but again, I I, I kind of hit a wall, and so I want I had to get out of town, even off the islands, and and. Um, that led me to um, my eyes being kind of peeled back and, and and growth ensued. And so when I seen everything, everyone, all these different spots, mm-hmm. I wasn't so uh, um, like just just excited in, in where I was. I needed more. Right, right. So I did move to the North Shore. I, I did go travel. I got to surf big waves, small waves, see all kinds of different people. And that's what intrigued me and so you know 20 shoot 24 years or 22 <laughs> years being on tour that was pretty was cool a long time i got this you know two world titles bunch of runner-ups yeah top you know how many i don't know top 10 top five top six spots whatever it is um jeez that that that's cool i like consistency yeah and so with that growing up growing up in waikiki just the whole like you know the appetite um, moved to the North Shore, kind of looked how, how down upon. You when you moved to the North Shore, oh man, I think I was like mm, nineteen, maybe. Yeah, almost. Actually, I, I lived in Mililani, which is right before the North Shore. Right. And then I, I slowly made my way down the hill, just because so much was going on, sure. doing events. But um, full time resident. But um, 
yeah, I mean, talk about getting not frowned upon, but definitely written off because right. <laughs> right. of my board, because I grew up in town, and that's that's all cool. Oh yeah, those same guys that I surfed against are sitting right next to me. Yeah, so you know, I wasn't worried. Right, it was all good. It was more of a um, it was a personal thing. Uh-huh. Like I feel people not feeling me so that that's just motivation right yeah right. it was good though but then you just went in there and stomped everybody too and i wouldn't say stomp but definitely um i was out there right right proving yourself I was out and there showing them so well, what's up still but, out there yeah <laughs> i live on the big island now but um you know we don't have know, as much surf as maui and, and Kauai and oahu but um like you said early earlier man there's some it's not the longest way but you got some slabs comes up from 300 feet deep to like yeah. two feet it's definitely different from um anything on Kauai and, and oahu and um, maui i mean they have those spots but no, we, uh, we we have a lot of them we like to say that we and have the we have heaviest, only a little window so heaviest three foot wave on the planet's right here on the big <laughs> island <laughs> pretty close <laughs> not gonna lie i agree with that how long have you been here on the big island now shoot what is it 2017 about 2011 12 maybe yeah, yeah. about five years almost now, five years now what brought you here you, i needed to change you know a whole lot of things um, it I met my wife. being the best thing for you moving yeah. here yeah my, my, i met my wife she is from here uh-huh and now I, you've got a beautiful baby yeah you know my son is two years old and yeah. i got my my older kids um going to school working on maui um but um you know just just besides my wife just change of pace right. i have to almost take a you know how they say you gotta take a couple steps back before you go forward and so obviously big island is a little more a slower pace than oahu it's and, more family oriented you know yeah. communities are smaller and so yeah. nothing nothing against oahu i mean love all the conveniences the consistency of surf um, mm. obviously my dad's there and i grew up there and my friends and family but um I don't know, just, uh, you can call it just kind of finding yourself, growth, uh-huh. slowing it down again, and, um, you know, opportunities arising, so in, in different forms, and, and um, yeah, I like it. We're only a 30-minute flight away, so, right. Yeah, hey. well, it seems like you found your niche here, and, uh, you know, good good place for you in your life right now. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, Things are always changing, so look for some things to to pop up. Um, yeah, and and push forward even well, more. Well, I was hoping that we could get you over to California this weekend for those hydro sailing races. Oh man, I'm 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 infatuated. Those guys, uh, yeah, talk about um, you know, like the the what is that the America's Cup right boats multi hull going twice the speed of wind and and six feet above uh, the water you know every every couple every few years i'm glued to my computer screen or my tv right. watching you know usa lately battling with uh the kiwis and and it's just out of control these guys are just uh, i i was jealous that i seen john john on a boat oh, yeah. <laughs> in a good way i actually i envy that um, no jealousy. I was just like, oh man, I got to get on that thing. Right. But I seen a picture of him on one of those boats and I was like, damn it, I got to, I got to like start asking around for 
So well, I know people you, who know you them. Ask, you ask the right guy <laughs> because um, I'm in tight with the Kiwi team. Um, the leader of the Kiwi team, Craig Monk, is uh, an Olympic medalist and everything, and he's also been on the show too. And so he's super excited to get you on that boat, show you how it's done, and just blow you out of the water. Oh, man, I'm strapping down my seat belts or, or, or something because so, um, I want to be planing and, and going twice the speed of wind. Yeah. <laughs> These guys go um, so fast. It's amazing. You know, just just got to run it past my wife. She'll be bummed if I get to go, but I'm sure at the <laughs> same time she'll be like, hey, hey I'll have a good time. <laughs> I'll give up my seat on the boat so she can go too. I'll hold, the, I'll hold your son. <laughs> there you go. That'd probably work. <laughs> She'd be all stoked. But um, no, that is definitely some amazing stuff. I'd love to see you getting out there and doing that. Um, now, you're also just, you love freediving. So, I do actually, yeah. Yeah, um, is that's one of the great things I like about the Big Island is our water's so freaking clear, you know, and the amount of fish that are over here is ridiculous. What are your thoughts on that? Oh man, um, I had to do something else besides surf when I got here. I, I right. knew it, so obviously I paddled canoe and uh, a little bit of of diving um, here here and there on Oahu, but knowing that there's nobody out except you and your friend, the water's clear. I mean, yeah, a lot of fish and keeping the mind that, you know, be resourceful and not, right. not, uh, not taking more than what you actually need. Um, and that's one of the things that kills me. I see it on Instagram and stuff, and guys will have their whole driveway full of parrotfish, you know, and lobsters. And I'm like, whoa, bros, what are you guys doing? Yeah, he know how they're selling it to, or their family too. is huge. But yeah. hey, mm, I can't, I can't speak for those guys except myself. Um, I, I'm pretty picky. Yeah. Still learning. Everybody's always learning in the game. I mean, any, any kind of stalking, hunting type game. There's always new things coming up and and posing posing different. Um, uh, threats uh, to the environment. And- you know, threats or or just. Just a curveball. Sure. You know, so, um, yeah, it's cool. Uh, it helps me with my surfing. Yeah. On the flip side, you know, breath holding, um, uh, understand, even to the point where I'll go dive where I surf some spots and right. I see what the, the reef looks more so, see what the reef looks like and how it funnels through certain corals and reefs mm-hmm. and drop-offs and ledges. So, um, and not to mention knowing what's under us right um you know wildlife fish uh, have you seen any any encounters with any big tigers yeah i had a couple uh especially here in kona yeah they're 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 i mean they're they're everywhere um am i worried no i think there's enough food yeah and there's one harbor called Honokao, so (laughs) that that harbor alone sustains those guys oh yeah at least immediate kona um but no it's um uh, that's pretty cool, uh, you know. And not every time I go out, I, I I see a lot of fish. But not every time I go out, I want to shoot a fish. So right, um, I'm pretty picky. Uh, you shoot. I think you know. I think I pulsed twice. <laughs> right. I caught an ooh there or a couple uh, wolves here, which is baby mullet. But uh-huh. I don't pulse. I just eat it. Yeah, <laughs> for too, sure. I don't have time. Sure. I mean, I do, but I don't. I'm too busy trying to clean it and eat it and, and 
rather than post and, and now wh- now where are you on your hunting right now have you uh started shooting a bow or are you just shooting a gun i started shooting a bow i had a bow a and friend wh- of mine scotty fong gave me a bow that uh, his dad found in the trash <laughs> and it actually worked out good until i ran it over it was oh, on the geez. bed of my truck and i forgot to um uh lift up my tailgate and and i i parked on a hill in my house and when I was reversing, the thing slipped out and I ran it over. And so that thing is out. So I never really followed up. But I do have a lot of friends around me. Yeah. Both in work and out of work that, that are bull hunters. And I get excited. I go to their house and and they live on farms and stuff with macadamia nuts and coffee. So, right. you know, they, they shoot a couple of pigs here and there. And, and we uh, clean them up and put it in the, the oven and well i'm sending you home with a big bag of axes deer me <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of that too uh um you probably know nissan austerneck that guy always comes over to the big island and, and styles me out with um the last time i saw you we were all barbecuing some, together for what was it labor day or memorial day something like that i think yeah, it was yeah. like after the lava man or, or something yeah and uh he bought some deer meat so oh, it was so good i'm always excited so good and I, he lives in a good spot in maui where that he does backyard is loaded so i'll go over there and i'll hunt with him yeah no that's pretty awesome so yeah i mean i'm i'm always excited i i won't say no to hand me outs like that for sure <laughs> <laughs> right but i've yet to catch me a, my own deer or even pig i mean i caught a pig here and there but not not with a bull um but yeah, we got that, that's all part of it. It's yeah. all growth, you know. I, yeah. I love to learn and 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 um nerd out on stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did that with diving, I did that with surfing, so you know, when I get into something um I um you know, I'm into it. Right. So. Right. Well, I, I'm excited. I can't wait to you gotta take to get to you a couple to, of your spots. Dude, I've got some tell anybody. Holes. Yeah, you better not, dude. <laughs> I'll go all moke on you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> You're like twice as big as me. No. <laughs> um, now let's get back to surfing just a little bit. What type, um, you know, who were your shapers as you were uh, growing up and what type of board for people that are out there that, um, you know, want to do maybe a little bit more high-performance longboard surfing, what would you recommend? Oh, uh, you know, there's... Oh. I would recommend is is a board that they had fun on and and they wanted to maybe just change it up a little bit mm-hmm. like you know kind of a reference point if they've been on a 90 longboard maybe not as performancey as mine but and they wanted to get a little bit more you know uh loosened up to turn or a little flotation to do nose rise or I I typically go off of the board that they have and ask them what's good, what's bad about it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do this, you can do that, and explain what kind of board I have. Right. And my board don't work for everybody. Yeah. You know, um, the ladies love them though. I don't know why my boards work for right. all the girls. You can go down at, at Pine Trees and you see all the girls on boards like mine's, but you know they're not as big as me and heavy right. as me. So, um, you know, definitely forgiving for the ladies. Yeah. How big are you? Um, I'm six one. 203 okay and um you know typically a lot of the the girls that like my bars they're you know in their five six five seven hundred right 25 pounds so yeah 
my thin rails, nine feet. They can catch waves easy. They don't surf every day, so. What's the thickness of your board? Uh, anywhere from two, three quarters, if the waves are big, mm-hmm. to more cruisy type two and seven, eight. So it's not as thin as people think. Right. Maybe the rails might be thin, but the uh-huh. overall thickness ain't that. Right. There's that, more meat uh, yeah. meat around the stringer. So, um, and then, yeah, and then width wise, width wise, I'm rolling pretty average, twenty two to twenty two and a half. Depends, like say I'm surfing Lyman's or Waikiki Queens, right? I'll go with a twenty two and a half, two and seven eighths, a little more volume, a little more width, a little more flotation. Those waves are super shouldery, sure, rolly type waves. And then, you know, here I am in Kona. Say, let's say I'm surfing out at Pines. Uh-huh. I got a twenty two, two and three quarters, a little more rocker because. Like we talked about, it right. just comes out of like Ono Lane, which is, you know, 500 feet deep onto yeah. six foot of water. And then, you know, my board don't fit inside that curve. So yeah. once again, adjusting from pipe to a three foot wave that, that is just slabbing. Right. So um, um, I did have to change my boards since I moved here to Kona. But um, yeah, you know, it, it differs. Right. I think, uh, but, but personally for uh, somebody kind of, not entry level, maybe let's say they surf, but they haven't surfed that much or sure. they got back into surfing after all these years, maybe had a kid or got married or career-wise and they want to get, you know, yeah, longboards is the way to go. Right. Now, when say that and not not dog all the short borders, but no, 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 no. it's just practical for yes. somebody getting back into it and then they'll find their, their roots and, and kind of shrink their boards down a little bit because they bet. want a little more performance even more so. And, and so now they're back into somewhat surfing shape and so mm-hmm. their boards shrink in time right. i mean if that's what they used to do before so now when are when are you realizing hey this is the right time for me to ride a single fin in comparison to a thruster ha huh, you know um shoot i rode boards single fins on pretty big surf and thrusters on pretty big surf and mm-hmm. vice versa right rode both on smaller surf uh no i guess um i guess if I'm in an event and I'm up against, she's a Dwayne DeSoto's, the um, Kai Salas's. Yeah, I'm going to break out my two plus one okay. if that's what it calls for. Now, if I just want a nose ride in an event against them, I'll just break out my heavy single fin and, and kind of like do what I used to do in Waikiki and just kind of. Right, more, more like at, at Queens, you know. No, I can't tell you when I do that because I don't know myself. Right. But I think with anything. Too much of a good thing uh-huh. is not good, I guess. Right. So I I tend to mix it up and, and single fin it and, and thruster it or twin fin it. If I be on a little fish, um, yeah, I can't even tell you when I do that because I don't even know. Right. Right. Now, <laughs> you know? what? When are you? Um, a lot of people want to know how to nose ride. You want to explain how nose riding works and when is the best time to do it? I see a lot of people, you know, it looks like you, you need to be right in the pocket to make that nose. You know, actually when the board's going the fastest, mm-hmm. right? Um, a lot of people try and do it at the end. They end up wiping out. The wave slows down. You want to break that down? You know, that's a that's a pretty tough one to break down. Because yeah. it all has to do with speed, timing, uh-huh. obviously positioning in the wave. Like here in Kona, we were talking about earlier, that thing just slabs up. And right. You won't get to the nose. Yeah. Um, now, we we do have waves that you probably could get a longer nose ride, say like Mayulas or Lyman's, mm-hmm. a little more forgiving. Um, obviously, your board, a little wider nose. Um, 
I mean, and then there's those guys who can nose ride with narrow noses too. Right. Um, it's all skill level at the end of the day. But you want to position yourself kind of when the wave is just about not so much cresting, but on its way. And you got to have some good trim speed. Right. Um, they can't be anything underneath your nose. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said earlier, a lot of people would try and run to the nose at the end of the wave, but the wave's slowing down already, and you're in the flats. Right. Your nose is only going to pick. Right. It'll go down. So you almost, you got to do it on a wave that's almost on the way to crest, kind of the mid-face where your nose, you know, there's nothing under your nose, but your fin is still stuck in the water. Right. At that point, your fin's in back of the wave. Right. So that thing's holding you in. Um, and it's all time and it's all feel. I mean, that, that comes with, uh, just being, uh, repetitive. You got to keep trying it and trying it, how much you can give, how much you can take. Um, sometimes your fin would pop up and you'd be kind of sliding around doing a little helicopter and, or your nose would just pick or you just fall off your board completely. So, um, um, it's timing like anything else. It's just practice. Mm -hmm. Um, now you ain't gonna do it at a wave, you know. Say that that's just slabbing onto a couple of feet of water because right. it comes out of two hundred feet of water. But right. but um, there there is guys that can do it. Right. So um, who were the um, who were the type of people that you looked up to, or you still look up to, um, as surfers or just regular human beings that just you know, have influenced you throughout your life? You know, uh, you know what they say every. I'd say ten years, your your circle of friends change, not for the bad, but but different. You you, you sure. meet new people as you right. go. So there's a lot of people along uh, along my along the years that I've met that influenced me in in different parts of my life. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, probably my dad that basically got me into surfing. Right, made me cry, scared the shit out of me, and, and got me in the water. But hey, you know. Um, uh, and he also that's helped, all part of it. Help make you become a man, right? Um, so you know, man, this uh, I don't know, you know, all the way from from ladies that I looked up to to uh, friends that I worked with over the years, people I've been on tour with, mm-hmm. people that I, 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 you know, might be in a different genre of surf, right? Maybe my counterparts, maybe shortboarding. You know, yeah, you got the Slaters. I, I'm in the same generation as he is, so right. I like what he does. I like everything that he did. Um, so How old are you now? I'm 45. Yeah, yeah, you're so the exact same age. We're the same age. Yeah. Um, he might be like, I don't know, almost, well, his birthday's in January, isn't it? January, and Change okay. has had his in July. Okay, so we're all 45. Yeah. You know, Slater might be, what, 11 months older than me or something. I don't know. Well, oh, no, eight months older than me. Well, you still have your hair. He doesn't. You know, <laughs> it's it's a little white, but that's so okay. Like I said, I, I have hair, so like he's, I'll point that out. You said that. <laughs> I'll, I'll be the first one to tell him. Nah, 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 him and Shane are always trying to get me so to cut my hair. guys like that, I got to respect them because they've been on a whole nother level. Right. Shane just going mad on some big waves. Uh, Slater being such the technician, but yet so powerful and, and very professional. Right. Um, throughout his whole career. Um, I think people are jealous of that. Sure. Because uh, they don't know him. You know, and, and I'm not. I'm actually the total opposite. I'm like, fucking keep doing it. Yeah. Who gives a shit, right? He's innovating 
you know, very, and, and very creative with his surfing to now his new wave pool. Yeah. You know, that thing is so absolutely that's, that, that's, the kind that, that's the kind of people that influenced me all these years. Right. And still influence me. So um, I have a different, uh, like I said, I have so many influences just with little things in my life. I mean, um, to, to decision-making, life mm-hmm. choices. Uh, sure. And all the way when I was down to a little Grom, you know. Yeah. Uh, a lady by Jenny Cabato used to take care of me, and, and she's... Um, she was like another mom. Yeah. Call him what you like. Holly lady from Kentucky. Moved to Florida. Surfed with all the Floridians. Know them all. But, you know, in my eyes, she was uh, that second mom. Right. She gave me shit if I wasn't doing good in school. But uh-huh. yet, she made sure that if I didn't go to school, her husband wouldn't shape me boards. So, uh, right. Um, that was cool. Uh, my dad worked all day trying to put food on the table for him and I and, and stuff. So um, she was there to reinforce that. Right. So there was no getting away from it. And even if mm-hmm. I wanted to cut school, <laughs> and my dad's friends or, or she saw me in the lineup, get out of here, beat it, go yeah. to school. You're not supposed to be here from 8 to 2. Right. So um, yeah, kept me kept me in a, in a good path. That's good. I yeah. I think we all have... Um, you know, men and women in our lives that other than our parents that have helped guide and direct us the right way and, and, uh, help change our lives. And yeah, they're just amazing human beings. And, um, now, you know, I know you got a busy day. What, one of the things that I like to, uh, always ask my guests, you know, because, it's kind of an offbeat thing, but uh, we're coming up to Halloween as well, too. And there's a lot of mana that we have here in these islands, you know. And I've experienced all kinds of stuff. Um, you can call it supernatural or, or whatever. But um, I always love to have my guests just tell me some kind of story, something that they've experienced in their life um, that, you know, shocked them or scared the shit out of them, whether it's ghosts or aliens or night marchers or whatever i've had some pretty ex- crazy experiences on Kauai here and Man. uh in california um do you know shoot i guess we all go through come a little closer to the mic um i guess we all go through um that hair raising back of your neck type experiences um um, you know, I don't, I don't remember it, but my dad told me a story, uh-huh. um, and I was little and my grandma, which is his mom passed away and, and, and my family was, um, all over at my house. Mm-hmm. Um, and my grand, my mom, my grandpa, my dad, my aunts were all freaked out. Cause I was running in and out of my grandpa's room and wondering who I was playing with and nobody was there. Really? And I think, um, I want to say my dad said I was about three years old, two, three years old and, uh, wondering my mom was kind of getting creeped out and, and yeah. scared. And so, um, my dad's story goes where he just told everybody to just relax. Hey, he's having a good time. Somebody's there. We know who it is. He's just playing. Yeah. Now if he came back, screaming and scared and then we should be worried but he's not 
Right. He's having a good time playing with somebody in that room. So my dad's take was it was my grandma right. letting us know that she's there uh-huh. and um, through me. Right. Um, like I like I said, I don't recall that. I, I was too young, but um, that's one of the probably my hair-raising moments. Even my dad still tells me that story or tells people and I'm around. And, you get chicken skin um, when you're Still, yeah. it's a good feeling though. Yeah. Um, chicken skin, supernatural, you can call it what you want. Um, I think growing up in Hawaii, we all believe that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have so much culture here and that, that, that was here before us and before them. And so um, I guess that's the difference from places... Uh, Mm, you know, other places in on this world that they may not believe strongly mm-hmm. like we do because we have such a deep past. Whether you, you moved here, grew up here, um, everybody will figure it out and understand right. through your local friends and or your family. Yeah. Now, if, if you're born and raised here and your parents before you and their parents before them, well, the story keeps going. Yeah. And I think that's something we got to nurture. Um to teach so you know my dad's story still still stuck in my head so um you know it's 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 uh that's probably like i said i don't i didn't have a crazy moment that i remembered but i've heard stories yeah. so yeah i mean it's cool that's cool that's good i'm, I'm glad she picked me yeah exactly you know? exactly yeah um i love getting in depth with with my uh with my guests about stuff like that. So it just kind of throws them off a little bit. So That's cool. Uh, I mean, yeah, that, that works. That, that'll definitely keep people, uh, catch people off guard. Now, where, um, I got another question for you. Where did you get the nickname Bonga? Huh, you know, it was a, uh, it was, it was off a wrestling match uh, or my favorite wrestler. Uh-huh. And his name was the Missing Link. Right, I remember. And, uh, um, his his signature move was to head people, headbutt people. Excuse me, headbutt people. And and so when I, I I you know saw that, I'd go and headbutt my grandma, my mom, oh, my God. sisters. Unfortunately, it was all the ladies because the, <laughs> the guys. I'd try and do that. I'd get slapped from my right. dad or my grandpa. So. Um, <laughs> Um, you know, just bonging my head everywhere. So that's kind of, that's what I gather. That's a story I got. Right. So, you know, that's where the name Bonga came from. So that's bonging cool. my head everywhere, um, <laughs> like the missing link. And, um, yeah, I used to get into a lot of trouble doing that. Yeah, I bet. I bet. <laughs> Mostly my... from my dad because <laughs> the ladies would be pissed and she, they would tell my dad and, you know, what happens after that, I'd be, uh. <laughs> A couple cracks sitting down in the corner. Ain't doing that again, what I boy. Did. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, you have any trips coming up here soon? Ah, uh, you know, man, I can't believe how fast it's been. But it's almost a year now since I got married. Yeah, um, it's my anniversary. So, you know what? Call it my wife. Call it me. But we're taking each other. How's that? That's good. To uh, don't sound like a, a exotic destination but my 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 wife loves bruno mars so we're going to a bruno mars concert in um la which is next the beginning of next month at the forum so Mm -hmm. um well you know billy kemper's wife yes i know that's her brother that's her brother yeah um that i know so it's cool but we're going as fans not who we know right 
and where this guy is from, but I know where he's from because I used to see him at the, um, it's called the Waikiki, uh, a hotel in Waikiki. Um, he was doing the little Elvis Bruno thing and he was on Hawaiian Moving Company. Really? Yeah, he was he was on TV back in the day yeah. as well. Uh, I forgot the name of the hotel, but <laughs> it, it's um, right where um, uh, Margaritaville is in now. Right, um, right. But um, it's right there off of Kala Kala. Well, that's so, cool. It sounds yeah. like you guys are gonna have fun. Yeah, you know that's the whole idea. And and I'm a cool. Fa- I'm a, I'm a fan of his just because he's, um, not too rocked out, not too hip hip hopped right. out, and all this stuff. But just definitely funky. I mean, well, you know, what? people would dance to it. You see him all day long, he has even fun. driving. <laughs> he has fun while with what he's doing, and, and you cool. see it. Yeah, he's it's dancing. Cool. I've seen people, ladies in Kona with their windows down, dancing and singing. <laughs> Didn't know that I was looking at them, but, you know, to his song. <laughs> and you're singing along, too. And I was just cracking up because <laughs> I know I'm going to his concert. So um, Right. No, it's a good thing. Yeah, that's that's the next trip I, 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 I'm doing uh, in like two and a half weeks. Well, cool. And, but other than that, man. Yeah, well, well, we've got to get a trip for you for that um, hydrofoil sailboat. And we've got to get a trip for you to the Wave ranch, Surf Ranch. Yeah, so, you know. Speaking of Kelly, gonna, no. <laughs> right? Come on, I, I give you a, a long time. I give you no, some no, good no. shout outs right there. Man. It's yeah, Kelly, hook me up. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, no it, it's all due respect. I, like I said, going back to that that trip, or a trip, Surf Ranch, or, or getting onto um, one of these uh, hydrofoil boats. Um, that that's that's cool. You cool. Know, well, I'm going to do my amazing. best to try and make it all happen for you. But, um, yeah. And the so wife. guys like that, you know, guys like that just pushing individual sports like a Kelly Slater and coming up with alternative, uh, in, in Kelly's, uh, Kelly's case, um, surfing. Yeah. Can, can you dog somebody like that? Of course not. But there are a lot of people. Oh, yeah. That do. Oh, oh yeah. that's not natural. That's, that's so, like not soulful whatever well I, re- I really hope he comes back after this foot injury and just goes out there next year and just stomps it one last time walks you know, out a hero he's gonna walk out a hero either way yeah more but, power to him man more power to him uh, like i said i'm in the same generation so i'm gonna root for the guys my age to sure. kick the younger boys but so, um, <laughs> now you want to thank any sponsors or thank anybody uh, you know um i'll just thank friends uh carl shopper um uh, Mar- marshall marmoto jenny cabato mm-hmm. uh, i mean all these people's been been big influences in my life uh uh you know my wife of course first and foremost absolutely uh, love it or death um and then you know all the people. Thank all those people that make make surfing so fun and, and, and positive. And um, now, where can people find you at? You can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You no, have, no, no. You have Facebook. See. You have Instagram oh, yeah, or I, any I, of that know, kind of stuff. Bonga Perkins, uh, both Facebook, Instagram. Uh, check me out. I, I gotta be a little bit more on it. I have a couple posts, but I should right. be. Uh, more on it with that but um yeah send me a message uh if not uh, i guess either i'll see you diving surfing somewhere out here hunting with doves um you know stuff like that well dude i'm excited like i said to have you on the show it's been a long time coming 
And uh, I want to thank you for being on it. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And until next time, uh, who we hope. Thank you. Thanks, Bonga, for being on the show. And thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And uh, thanks to all my sponsors for making this happen, such as Mokalele Airlines. They're a family-owned and operated business that tries to make your inner island travel as easy and affordable as possible with over 120 flights daily throughout the Hawaiian Islands with no TSA. Why would you not want to book your next trip or upcoming vacation with Mokalele Airlines? They also have island-wide tours throughout Molokai, Maui, and the Big Island. Go check them out. You want to see the lava flow by air. Mokalele Airlines is the people that you want to fly with. So go to mokalele.com or find them on Facebook at Mokalele, Twitter at Mokalele Air, and on Instagram at Mokalele Airlines. Hurley Clothing making the best board shorts and surf clothes, and snow clothes on the planet, skate clothes, you name it. Um, but there's so much more to the brand from their partnership with Nike to their work on clean drinking water. Uh, to all their top pros that they have, John John Florence and Chris Amore and, and Philippe Toledo. There's so many more. Hurley is the brand of now and tomorrow for surfers and anyone else interested in getting in the water. Go check them out at Hurley.com. GoPro has been transforming the way people visually capture and share their lives. What began as an idea to help athletes self-document themselves engaged in their sport. GoPro has become a standard for how people capture themselves engaged in their interests, whatever they may be, from extreme to mainstream, professional to consumer. GoPro enables the world to capture and share its passion in the form of immersive and engaging content. This month they have the new Fusion camera coming out. It's badass. Gotta go check it out. They have so much more. The new GoPro 6, plus you can get some of the older models that they have still available, and the Karma drone. So uh, you can find them on GoPro.com, um, go on to YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Tell them you heard it on Doe's Nose. Uh, Oakley sunglasses. I've got a pair on right now. I've actually got my reading Oakley sunglasses, or they're not sunglasses, but just reading glasses on right now. Um, and they, they're pretty killer. So um, go check them out at oakley.com. Best lenses on the planet. If you're ever in California and you're in L.A. and Venice Beach and you're finding yourself in need of a workout, go to Deuce Gym. They're on Washington there. And it's the best gym on the planet, I got to tell you. They specialize in any kind of workout that is good for you. From CrossFit to strength training, strongman training, cardio, weightlifting, you want it, they got it. Go see Logan and Lindsay at Deuce Gym in Venice Beach. You can find them on all social media as well or deucegym.com. Maverick Sport Fishing, if you ever wanted to get that 1,000-pound marlin, well, call Captain Trevor Child up at 808-896-7985. Find them at maverick-sportfishing-kona.com. They specialize in full-time, full-time, full-day charters, half-day charters, three-quarter-day charters, and overnight charters. I was just on the boat yesterday, did an afternoon fish, and uh, it was incredible watching the sunset. Water was so beautiful. It was a beautiful day with some friends, and uh, just had a blast. So go check them out and have a good time on Maverick Sport Fishing. If you're ever in Kona as well, then make sure you stop by Kona Boys. Um, they've been serving up gear for Island Life in Aloha since 1996. They're the one-stop shop 
for Ocean Fun. They operate a legit selection of local-style activities. And uh, if you ever need rentals for boards, bikes, boogies, or other beach goodies, Kona Boys is your spot. They have two stores. Um, you can go down to the one in Captain Cook or the one down at the King Kamehameha Beach Hotel at Kamakahonu Bay. Um, and then you can find them also, also online at KonaBoys.com. Uh, make sure you go in there and say hi to Frank and Brock and the rest of the crew that works there. Tell them you heard it on Doze Nose. You get 15% off. That's right, 15% off with Doze Nose. Um, also, if you're on their uh, website, enter in promo code Doze Nose, 15% off. Thanks, Kona Boys. Original Nutritionals, uh, they're not your regular meathead supplement band, brand band. Yeah, they're a rock band, Original Nutritionals. No, they're a supplement brand. It's just pure, basic, and essential food and supplements to support what they call a clean athlete lifestyle. My buddy Logan founded the company with a food-first approach, working with average men and women like you and I to the best action sports stars and team sport athletes in the world. These guys know how to do it right. Head over to OriginalNutritionals.com, enter in promo code DOZENOSE at checkout for 15% off. Ultimate Predator Gear they specialize in deco, de, decos, decoys for your bow. Uh, just mount them on the front of your bow, and it kind of mimics an animal. So you can sneak up on the animals really close and uh, without them knowing that you're behind that little decoy. So uh, go check them out at ultimatepredatorgear.com, uh, on all social media at Ultimate Predator and see all the different kinds that they have to offer. Um, green Organic Energy Drink. Yeah, it's just legit, man. These guys are based out of Oahu. It's, uh, it's specialized for uh, surfers, divers, hunters, pretty much anyone who lives an action-packed lifestyle. It's a certified organic brew, and it contains powerful green tea to give you a natural boost, hydrating coconut water to keep going strong, and kale to keep your body loaded up with phytonutrients. If you haven't tried this stuff yet, you guys are seriously missing out. The good news is um, they just came out with two new flavors, guava and pineapple, by the way. Um, but check them out. Uh, if you want to try all three flavors for free, go to their website and use promo code DOZER3 and get a three-can trial pack for free. All you got to do is pay the flat rate USPS posters to get the cans delivered to your door. Stuff sells for around three bucks a can in stores. So here's your chance to get three cans for free. Find out firsthand what makes this beverage so badass. I love the way it makes me feel and I'm confident you will too. So go check them out at greenorganicenergy.com. Enter in promo code DOZER3 and get three for free. Um, thanks everyone for tuning in. And until next week, uh, we hope. Everybody knows those knows. Everybody knows those knows. Everybody knows those. And if you don't know, now you those knows. Everybody knows those knows. Everybody knows those knows. Everybody knows those, and if you don't know, now you know.